by Rebecca Spencer. from almost the halfway line. Hello, this is N17 Women, the only podcast about Tottenham Hotspur women's team. My name's Rachel, I'm your host for today, and with me as usual are Abby, Caroline and Sean. So it's been four and a half months, 136 days and nine straight losses since Spurs won a game in the WSL. Back then we beat Brighton 8-0, On Wednesday, we finally won again. It wasn't pretty, and we just scraped over the line with a 1-0 victory, but it's been a long time coming. So today we're going to celebrate and also chat about how it happened and whether it makes us any more confident about the rest of the season. So let's get to the game in a minute, but I want to start with how you're all feeling at the end of the game and in the days since. I know that I've been walking a bit lighter, smiling a bit more. How about the rest of you? I know it's really funny because like, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I thought the game was really bad. But like, as soon as it ended and the final whistle hit and we had won, I was like, I just forgot everything that I saw other than the goal. And I've been just like, like running on good vibes uh, between that win and like, then it being like Rosella's birthday the next day and everyone was doing like cute birthday posts for her. I was like, everything is great. Spurs women are great. I love this team. I like, let's, let's, you know, let's take it all the way and come in like seventh or something wild. I don't know. I was just so relieved when that final whistle blew, like Abby alluded to, it wasn't not a complete performance by any means, but we got the three points and that's really all that matters. And it was like so important in the scope of the rest of the season. So yeah, I was thrilled and I particularly enjoyed Beth England's post-game interview. It just was very endearing and I love her more than ever. Indeed, yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, I think we were all a little bit in panic mode beforehand with the club clearly being in panic mode as well, having uh, sacked Brianne and looking at the table as it was. But um, before the game, I kind of reassured myself that a win, you know, actually would take us above three teams. So to get that win didn't matter how it happened get a win was important and ultimately you know that's why we spent the money that's why the club invested in Bethany England uh and also though I think just the game wasn't great but there there were things in it the fact that the way when we'll talk about this later I guess but certain performances and things actually really keep some some people stepped up a little bit and I think that was really nice to see um so uh yeah hopefully it's a good platform for moving on and with the best I mean I love Josie Green, so I don't want Leicester to go down in that sense. But also, it's going to have an effect on them. So, yeah, just more, uh, just feeling a little bit more relaxed about the whole situation now. And, you know, the club spending some money and things is starting to pay off. Excellent. So let's go back and actually do a little bit of thinking about the game. It was, as we've all said, it was build us a relegation battle. We were in 10th, Leicester were in 12th. There were only two points in it before the game started. And we also knew that Leicester had improved a lot since we last played them in the first game of the season, which for them kicked off a nine game losing run. More if you actually include the games from last season that rolled into this. But we said last week that they'd been improving. They picked up seven points in the last five games. Two big players for them at both loanees. Ruby Mace in at defensive midfield, but with kind of in this game a bit of a license to roam. And Janina Leitzig in goal, who prior to this game had kept clean sheets in clean sheets in three of the five games since her arrival and has a fantastic save record. 
So I know that some of us have sort of hinted about this already, but were you properly worried before the game started? Oh my God, I was so worried. I, especially after the quotes from Vicky Jepsen and also Willie Kirk, I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, the vibes seem bad. It seems like maybe sacking has actually like hurt the vibes within the team as opposed to helped. And also Willie Kirk called us a kicked puppy or something. Uh, I was not feeling good. I was like straight up until Beth England put the ball in the back of the net. I was not feeling good. (laughs) It was, I was, I was going through it. I mean, I think we knew that the team is better than the performances had been. So I guess I was, I wasn't overly worried. I I was, maybe I was just kind of, going into it in a kind of like a just ignore everything that's gone before and just see what happens and you know we're we're capable of, of winning games like this we're absolutely capable the players we've got we should be winning games like this it was a home game so I wasn't overly worried I know other people around me were I think um by the end of the first half I was maybe a little bit more worried but um then it, it all came good yeah my big question was you know I know we'll get on to talking about the actual selection soon but I was wondering how much change we could actually realistically expect to see from Vicky Jepsen and was the performance going to be similar to what we saw against Liverpool. So I I was a little worried. I'm not going to lie. I went into this game feeling very anxious about it just because the stakes were so huge. Yeah, I agree with Sean. You know, as the game went on, I was kind of thinking, ooh, we could really be in trouble now. But luckily we have Beth England to uh, make things right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you. I was I was pretty nervous before the start of the game. It did feel like it wasn't just down to this one game, but it was starting to feel like this was our one chance. And if we hadn't got something here, just the confidence loss, all of those other things would be massive. OK, so, uh, we heard just before the start of the game that our lineup was going to be Coppella in goal, Harrop, Barchip, Turner and Neville in a back four, Suminum and James in defensive midfield with Karcheska, Spence and Ayan in the sort of attacking mid and England as our lone forward. So that meant that despite the change in manager, the only change from the starting lineup against Liverpool was that Evelina Suminum was in for Mana Iwabuchi. What did you think about this lineup when you saw it? Honestly, a little bit disappointed. I think that it was the same. Basically, good to see Evelina come back. And uh, as we know, we're all fans of Evelina. But I mean, and I guess Manor came out because of minutes or something like that's the only reason I can think that Manor wasn't starting. So a bit disappointed that we weren't trying something more, but also perhaps it indicates actually that Rianne was playing players that Rianne could play um, and that that hasn't changed. Just because they've sacked the manager doesn't actually mean that the players we have available is any different. So, um, yeah, kind of a, a cross between mm, but then again, also, you think, I said on the last pod, you know, there's nothing really that Vicky's going to be able to do between Sunday and Wednesday to really change things up. So not a surprise, perhaps, but disappointing. Well, and I think we could have reasonably expected a little bit of an improvement in terms of squad availability because, I mean, Vicky had kind of intimated that in her pregame. So I, I was thinking, I don't know, maybe we're going to get a player or two back. Maybe Jess will miraculously be back. But we didn't see that. And I think it was kind of a disappointing lineup in the sense that it still feels like we don't have our our best players on and in their best positions, crucially. So I, you know, once I saw the lineup, I was really thinking it could be a repeat of the Liverpool performance potentially. Yeah, I would say I was like not surprised by it. I really felt like I just 
I no direct evidence for this, but I felt like Vicky was just like so close to Rianne and like they were really on the same in the same boat, so to speak. I wasn't expecting huge changes and I think I would have been like shocked and pleasantly surprised if there had been. And I wasn't surprised not to see Mana in there as well because I I remembered that she'd gone off like with a physio in the game. So I was really happy to see her on the bench actually because I was like, oh, okay, good. She's not like actually injured. She's just like being managed. As for the rest of it, like, yeah, like there are some things here and there where I was like, I don't, I don't know if I would have made that selection choice, but I, uh, sure, fine. Why not? Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think maybe one of the things is we have a lot of players who are good in the same positions we've got a lot of number 10s now having had none and we've got quite a lot of sort of right attacking right wing players and probably not that many in other positions and so we end up moving people around in quite strange ways anyway the first half was pretty uneventful it ended nil nil Leicester started strongly and clearly were us up for it as Spurs were uh the commentator on Spurs play described it as a real physical battle in midfield which I think was pretty accurate Probably the best two chances for Spurs to score came in the final minutes of injury time and both fell to Evelina. The first was a ball that she received from Beth of her back to goal. She turned, got a shot away, but it didn't have a lot of power and Leipzig could touch it out. The second came from the ensuing Keris Harrop corner kick. She uh, got the ball into the box. Evelina got to it, headed the ball across the goal, but it went just wide. So that was kind of it. That was literally the last play of the half. What were your thoughts about those chances or just the half more generally? And how were you feeling when we went into halftime? I was kind of feeling like this seems a lot like the Reading game that ended nil-nil. Yes, we'd had a couple more chances towards the end of the half, so maybe there was a little bit of optimism in that, but it did feel a lot like neither team were really getting very close to scoring. So that was kind of my overall opinion. Uh, yeah, just just a lot like that Reading game of not a lot of action on goal, really. Yeah, I um, at this point in the game, I went into like basically every Spurs women group chat that I'm a part of and several text messages and said, this game is hurting my feelings. So that's where I was. I at least appreciated that Evelina looked gutted when she missed those chances. Like she clearly understood the importance of this game. And I mean, Evelina is one of those players that you really can't doubt her commitment. She always gives 100%. So at least in that sense, there was hope that, you know, the, the players understand the stakes here. Hopefully we can regroup at halftime and have a better showing in the second half. I mean, I did I did find it odd that Nikki was out on the wing for that half. It didn't work for me. That's not her, her best, you know, her hold-up play is what's important a lot of the time. And when you're on the wing and you're holding up the ball, you've got a lot less options of what to do with it. So I did feel that was strange and, and didn't feel like that was giving us our best options during that first half either. Yeah, I was I was worried. I guess I should have said this before. I was worried that there weren't there wasn't enough to link defense and attack with that particular lineup. And that was kind of how it played out. I, I don't think it was like Nikki's fault in particular, but I do think that it it made like because she was playing out of position, like yeah, I think it did make sense to withdraw her though, for that reason. Yeah, I think you're right. There, there did seem to be in the first half a problem with progressing the ball so it we it bounced around in the middle quite a lot going between I mean both Leicester and Spurs players 
were tackling hard, but not always especially effectively. So it felt like lots of slightly poor tackles, the ball, you know, jumping between players and not going anywhere very effectively for just so much of the time. But at the start of the second half, as you said, we saw Manor Ibuchi coming on for Nikki, which meant that Rosella Ayan swapped to the left wing. Then on the 59th minute, Celine came on for Evelina with Manor moving centrally, Drew dropping back a little and Celine playing on the right. Leicester had some chances. Uh, there was a shot that Tinney saved. There was another that was blocked off the line by Molly before Ruby Mace misfired the rebound at the post. Then, almost immediately after that, on the 65th minute, Beth England scored. And it was a beautiful goal. Started with Drew doing some really clever work in midfield to escape three Leicester players. Uh, it was one of those moments where you're just like, oh, that's what Drew's all about. Then she passed out wide to Roz, who was in space, and she was able to find Beth. Beth carried the ball up the left wing before cutting inside on the edge of the box and shooting into the right top corner. She scored. And as people said earlier, she sort of absolutely roared with delight. She sort of like fist bumping, ran to the crowd. Everybody was celebrating. It was I mean, it was a very lightly populated game in terms of fans. But those fans who were there were celebrating and making enough noise to properly compensate. So let's discuss the goal. It's run up. Feel free to add in your feelings here. Yeah, I was really disappointed when I looked at the um, the highlights that were available, just the short highlights version, that they cut off Drew's footwork. Because to me, that's where the goal started. And that's one of the brilliant things about this game was that we saw Drew Spence, I think, probably having her best game for Spurs. We'd been talking before about our frustration with Drew and her the regularity with which she loses the ball and just kind of seems to give up for a moment. We didn't see that in this game. She persevered every time. And in this moment, I was still almost watching, talking to people about how brilliant that play by Drew was when Ros made the pass, you know, just getting past three players in the centre of the field and making the pass, getting it to Ros. Brilliant, brilliant footwork. And hopefully we can see a lot more of that from Drew. That is, you know, why we brought her into the club. That is what she can do. And brilliant to see that. Passing to Ros, who she has worked really well with. We know they get on really well off the field so and I think the two of them do work really well together on the field when Ros plays some of her best stuff lately it's been connected with Drew so great ball and then Ros played a great pass and Bethany England just as somebody said the difference between the two sides was one of them's paid for 250k if you believe that figure um, for a striker and the other one hasn't I mean it was I mean their best signing potentially was their goalkeeper our best signing was Beth England and between the two of them, and Beth said afterwards, you know, she knew it had to be something special to beat that keeper. And my word, was it something special? And, you know, I like Caroline said, just the way that the Beth's been talking after the game and even before the game, she really quickly seems to be kind of like behind fans, you know, talking about the fans and how much they mean to her, even though she's only been at the club for a short period of time. So I just love the way she's talking about everything and the way she already seems to feel really part of the squad and the club. Um, and that goal, she said it wasn't her best goal, but it was probably one of her most important goals. And if that's if there's better to come than that, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, amen. <laughs> uh, but I agree about the video highlight for the goal it's it's kind of ironic because I spent the whole game like silently complaining to myself about the very high view that the FA player has from our stadium but it actually was the perfect showcase for that skill from Drew and of course they cut it out of the highlight but yeah I I loved seeing that from Drew she looked to be playing with a lot more confidence um, especially after that moment too and I think Rosella deserves a lot of credit also for the buildup in that goal and and also just her play throughout the whole game. 
you know, this is two matches in a row where she's had really strong performances. And I think one thing that she does pretty well is she just has a really good sense of reading the game and knowing not just where she needs to be, but where her teammates are going to be moving into. And we'll talk about it later on, but she had another really superb pass that should have resulted in a goal. So she's starting to rack up those goal contributions and, you know, maybe it's a little bit late in the season and we would have liked to see it earlier, but I think she's also another player who really is committed to the club. And so it's, it's nice to see her have a moment to shine and, you know, Beth England, what else can we say? (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah. So good. And like, I don't know, I think maybe, maybe um, the FA player picked up me yelling all the way from Colorado. So (laughs) that was a really exciting moment. I think, yeah, Roz is is so interesting. I really feel like I'm watching a different Roz than I was watching like before the last international break. She seems to suddenly have like just all this confidence and like she's picking out more correct passes than she was before. Like, obviously she's, it's not like perfect, but some of those, those passes, like the, just the calmness for the assist to Beth. And then like that beautiful ball to Celine, I was like, it's almost like she and Drew Spence have been, have been chatting about that. And she maybe has picked up some of those like eye catching passes from Drew or something, but yeah. So that was really nice to see. Um, and I want to give Tinny a shout out at the other end because that was like a really good save. It was like just pure instinct. And it was like, that was the one I thought was going in. I thought we were done. Like I almost like, I so fully thought we were done that I didn't, I barely even thought, saw her make the save. And it was, it was just really, it was really great. And yeah, Drew as well. I, for a second, I felt like I was watching Rachel Williams have the ball stick to her feet again, but, you know, obviously better than that because, you know, she's not supposed to be the furthest person forward and we had all these great attackers running ahead of her. So yeah, really, really nice. And then of course, once you see Beth get into that position, of course, I was already thinking, I was like, oh man, she's in the same position as she was for that goal against United. Like maybe, maybe, maybe. And then the shot was just gorgeous. And uh yeah I was yelling I think someone else my Arsenal friend texted me that she was yelling uh which is like kind of embarrassing but like that's okay uh anyway great great stuff all around I'm gonna be living off of that one for a while yeah I think it was funny because because the goal curved from so far out there was enough time to think about it as it was happening and to sort of think is that going in? Is it really going? It really is going in and have all of those emotions sort of like one after the other. So you could actually like be absolutely 100% sort of like shouting at the point at which it actually went in rather than some goals where it's kind of just that confusion of did it go in? What happened? So it was a perfect one to watch in the stadium and probably a perfect one to watch on uh, FA player as well. One thing I was going to say about Roz was I wonder how much it is her changing and how much it is that there are runners in positions where she can pass to them. Because she was still doing some of the Ros things badly. Like she would she would still lose the ball under pressure if there were too many people. Some of the sort of close-up stuff she wasn't good at. Though she did do a couple of step overs and kind of get past people. But it was especially those passes into space that she is doing really well and that she's been over the last sort of three or four games, that's where she's got her assists from. I mean, she did get one cross, she got a cross as well. But again, that's about having players in the position that the things that she was perhaps doing before are now more effective. So I'm wondering how much it's kind of, it's, you know, she's learning from Drew, but also some of the stuff that she was doing before where her skills that are is now more relevant than it was previously. 
I definitely think it's helped her having better players around her as well, because one thing I noticed about her goal against Liverpool was the off work ball that Beth and Mana were doing. They were both doing these runs across the box to drag people out of position. And what I noticed on the replay, once I finally stopped, like just ogling the ball was that Roz made a really similar run to drag people out of position so that Beth could take the shot. And I just wonder whether she's like learning some, some of that stuff from having like Mana, Beth and Drew around her, whatever it is. It's nice. I like it. I noticed that too. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the runs and the intersecting runs that's creating space for players, having more attacking players who know how to do that. It's just been really useful. I think we've seen before potential from Roz and we've seen flashes in games or parts of games where we've seen this kind of play. And as I say, certainly I think since Drew and and Beth have joined, we've seen more of it. What we're now seeing is in more than one game at a time. So I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that this continues and this is you know, a continuation and that she can be the player that we all have been hoping for a while that she could be. We Because we've seen those flashes and just not seen the consistency. Hopefully we're starting to see that consistency and we'll all be eating our words at the end of the season when we said that we didn't want to see her signing a new contract and we'll all be saying we want her signing a new contract. Because if she can be consistently playing in the way that she has been the last couple of games, if she can be consistently linking up with Drew and with Beth, then I think we're gonna we're gonna see some great stuff from her. Yeah, I have to say my reservation is still about how she goes back and defends. So I think she's she's got a lot better going forward. I haven't yet seen her going back with the same effectiveness. But hey, the stuff she's been doing over the last couple of games, I'll take it. We can have some other players who do the defensive work. I also think that she's a player who you can't criticize her work ethic, even when she's not playing well. She, you don't see those moments like you see with Drew where the head drops and she's kind of like, never mind. She's always working hard. She's always trying. And I think that is another thing that has kind of given us hope in the past. She's a player that has got potential. Let's hope she meets levels up to it a bit more and continues to play with the passion and, and drive that she has been because combining those two things, she could all of a sudden become an actual favourite. Um, and in some ways, after the behaviour of some fans towards her in earlier games, I'm kind of rooting for her to do that because I'd really like to see her turn that around. Yeah. And when we, you know, did our kind of looking ahead to summer decisions podcast, I had said that I feel like we should keep her even if we do replace her in the starting lineup, because I think she is a valuable player for the squad because she's always going to be ready if she's called on. So, yeah, I agree. It's nice to see her kind of turning things around and maybe making some people eat their words. (laughs) Yeah, she and Emerson Royale must be drinking from the same faucet at the training ground. I don't know. Okay, so let's finish off. The rest of the game, Spurs seemed a, a little more like sort of confident. They felt like they were more on top. There were some decent chances to get a second. We saw Beth take a pretty weak shot that maybe she should have crossed to Manor. Instead, Celine got played into space with by a beautiful pass from Roz and rounded the keeper but couldn't find the target. Roz and Kit also shot but missed the target. That said, there were also Leicester chances. And given that Spurs had lost the lead in three previous games, I, for one, was pretty nervous. But then after what seemed like a very, very long five minutes of injury time, and with Chioma subbed on to waste a bit of time in the 95th minute, the final whistle went and we'd won. What are your thoughts, especially really about how we defended in that final half hour and kept the lead? I was, you know... I was shitting my pants. I was straight up just like I was like working on one side and like I had the computer open on the other side and I was just like 
I had to actually, during injury time, I straight up like had to walk away because I was like losing my entire mind. It was, <laughs> I, I was, I was actually shaking, I was, like physically just vibrating. You know, the funny thing is that I actually felt a little calmer going into stoppage time because I think it was right before then there would have been a moment where we had one of those like really strange deflections when we were defending and the fact that we got lucky for once and it did not turn into an own goal I was like oh this is really gonna happen we're actually gonna win this game (laughs) because it appears that the universe is not set against us on this day so yeah I I felt a little bit calmer because I was like that that's a good sign we're finally getting a little luck going our way yeah, and it's like the universe that gives you the confidence <laughs> rather than anything on the pitch. Cheers. <laughs> I, I certainly felt the players felt more confident after that goal went in um, and we did seem to be playing a better. Uh, I was probably more relaxed than many. When the ball came to Josie Green and she took a shot, I did get a little bit nervous because, um, you know, what usually happens when uh, the ex-player gets the ball in front of goal. But it was a fairly tame shot straight at Katini in the end, so it was all right. Um, we were sat there going, no Josie, no Josie, no Josie, not today. Um, and it was all good. One of my friends actually was then singing your Spurs and you know you are very quietly to Josie after that. So, yeah, I think it felt like we did kind of move up a level with that and we're playing better. Uh, and, yeah, just, in, in you know, I mean, with Spurs, you're never content unless you're 5-0 up. So, you know, always a little bit of nerves, but I did think the playing was better and team seemed to, you know, really be behind the ball and, and behind the idea of, right, we just need to um, finish this one out. Yeah, I will say, like, there were actually 15 minutes right after the goal where I was quite enjoying watching us play and I wasn't quite losing my mind yet. And then, like, things started devolving and I was, like, getting more and more nervous. But I I thought there was a, a nice 15-minute spell where we were passing well, uh, we were you know, pushing up the pitch, like looking dangerous, that Roz pass happened in those 15 minutes. So I wasn't, I wasn't actually shitting myself the entire time just for like, maybe like 10, 20 minutes at the end. Yeah, I think I was most nervous just after the goal went in thinking like, oh, we're not going to do like we did against Manchester United or even against was it Liverpool where we just had that very quick response from the other team so I think I was re- I was just like hold on to it now and there was a little moment there that was really nerve-wracking and then I think it was as it got nearer the end and I was counting down I was like well okay if they equalize it's one point we still stay above them you know they're not going to get two at this point you know it's still going to be okay I'm going to live the run of losses is going to be over so yeah I definitely wasn't confident in the win until we'd won <laughs> It's actually crazy how many times we've conceded immediately after scoring. Going back to last season, like Chelsea after Karras' goal, Everton after Jersey Green's equalizer or uh, go-ahead goal, and then the ones you mentioned this season. It's a, it's straight up a pattern. And so I I even tweeted about it. I was like, I, I am not watching the rest of this game if we do this. That's not true. I would have anyway. But I I was real worried about that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely terrifying. So I guess, are there, have you got any other thoughts about the game and especially any players you want to call out for doing well or for doing less well in this game? You know, I think Tenny deserves a good shout because she's put in some really strong performances over the last few games. And I, I think many times it's been unfortunate that she's not gotten a clean sheet out of it because the saves she's been making have been incredible. 
and you know, obviously we don't know what the situation is with Becky Spencer, like if she's not totally fit or what, but I think Tenny has definitely earned her starts, her run of starts. Um, and yeah, just, I feel pretty confident with her and goal at this point. Absolutely. I also think that the goal line clearance from Molly Bartrip will have been really good for her. I talking to her afterwards or listening to her talk afterwards, you know, talking about that, the fear of the Manchester United game and what happened there. And um, so to have done that and to cleared the ball and, you know, will also be helpful to her confidence going forwards. Like I say, I think I want to see Drew play more like she was playing in this game. In other games, she really seemed to be fully committed and, and playing hard. I don't know whether sacking Rianne suddenly made the players sit up and take notice. I will say also, I think there must have been a three-line whip for everybody to be there because Jess was there, Shalina was there, even though they weren't actually playing, they were there. And, you know, Shalina's been ill, so you could argue a cold Wednesday night isn't the time to have uh, to have a player who's not well there, but so she was obviously well enough to be there. Uh, Gary Mabbott was up in the um, posh boxes, as was uh, Jenna Scalacci. So you know everybody was there, and uh, you know getting behind the team. So I think everybody really appreciates the importance of it at the club. Vicky was making lots of gestures up to the box at the end of the game, and to the to the to the board folks and to the general manager and things. It was just nice to see you know everybody getting behind. And yes, it wasn't the best performance, but you don't expect it to be the best performance in that kind of situation. What you need is the result, and we got the result. What's going to be interesting now is is what happens next because we have got another two games against Reading and against Brighton, which are going to be fairly similar in terms of must win games because they're against the teams that are around us that we're now above, but who could easily still go above us. So. For me, that's got to be the goal is to be at that top point of those four, if nothing else. And and so great result, but it doesn't stop there. I am finding myself kind of surprised at how much I'm looking forward to Shalina being back because, you know, she always does a solid job. But in my head, I kind of thought of her as like, this is going to sound harsh for our captain, but like a replacement level player where it's like, you know, she does a good job, but like. I wouldn't necessarily think of her as like a plus center back, so to speak. But I think it's hard not to feel like the defense is worse without her in it. And I am really looking forward to her being back on the pitch. Yeah, I guess when we're talking about defense, I also want to have a shout out to Karis. I know that some people have been critical of her, especially online, but sometimes in this pod as well over recent games. And I think she had an absolutely stellar game second half she was down the wing that was right in front of the stands and I was talking about her to my partner who was and we were just watching as she cleared ball after ball after she had 10 clearances which is just ridiculously high if you look at the stats for a game but it wasn't just that she was clearing the ball if you look at the way and again we talked about her intelligence before but if you look at the way she clears the ball it's almost always to a player it's just so impressive the way in which she can direct a header under pressure, not to an opposing player, not to get it into the wrong place. If you look at the way in which sort of passing along the wings went, again, she was just central to so much of it. So I just want to really have a shout out to her, given that people have been critical of her and especially about her pace. I think this was a game where she was definitely the right choice to start. And this is not me saying that I don't think Azmita should start. I've always thought Azmita is better on the right anyway. So I think there are lots of other things that Azmita starting would make possible, including Ash playing higher, which I would like to see again at some point. Um, but I do think this was a game where Keres was really important in just bolstering up the defense at, in critical times. I think she like she had like a typical 
Karis witchery game where you're kind of like watching her and you're like, oh God, she's not going to get there. And then she like gets there and like does something really good with it. And you're like, how, like, how did she even make that happen from that position? Like it was just a game that really showcased her intelligence for sure. I do also think though that, I mean, yes, she had a great game and she has been having better games, but the quality of, of the opposition here was not such you know, was not Lauren James. It was not, you know, those players that we've been particularly critical about Keris when she's playing. And, you know, we've been saying that's the trouble against the the slower teams. Absolutely. She's still got it. And but she wasn't getting forward as much in this game, I didn't think. Um, so that helped because it meant that she wasn't. There was one point where she did get forward and played not a very good ball into the box. There was other times when she got forward and, and played good balls in, but it wasn't as much as she has done in the past. So absolutely, she had a great game and, and was really part of that result. But I still think the quality of the opposition played into that as well. It certainly yeah. does help when you don't have Lauren James burning you like every other play. Yeah, but most teams don't have Lauren James. So I think, and we're not playing Lauren James again this season. As I've said before, I also think a lot of how Karis plays as fullback or a wingback depends on the kinds of cover that she's getting from the centre-backs and in games where that's worked. And I think when she's got Molly behind her, it works pretty well. It It can be good. So I guess I'm... Shout out for Karis. I thought it was a good game. I'm glad she's in our team. So after the game, we are on 12 points. That means we're in ninth place, five above Leicester and on the same number of games. In the last two seasons, if you look at the 11th place team, they've been on either 13 or 14 points. So it might be that one more win or 15 points is enough for safety. On the other hand, this season, we've seen so far fewer draws in the league. And so the bar might be a bit higher which means that 18 points should probably be what we're aiming for, a safety. So what's your current thinking about our chances of safety, the impact of this game on it, and what you're still worried about? I mean, I kind of guess I'm not that worried about relegation at this point. It's still a possibility, and we should still be concerned about it. But I, I think we know the quality that we've got in our team, uh, and we are a distance above other teams now. Yes, not a long distance, but that uh, that loss to Leicester is going to have an effect on them. Uh, so we wait and see what that turns out to be. As I say, we've still got to play Reading and we've still got to play Brighton, who are right in there with us in that kind of bottom bottom part of the table. So, so long as we can get results against them, and you know, then I think we'll be fine. We shouldn't go down. We absolutely shouldn't. It's not when you know the quality that we've got and the time and effort that everybody at the club has put in, you know, we've been going in the right direction. Yes, we've had a bad season, but I still think we've got I'm expecting us to stay up and you know with those games we got so long as we can see the the commitment that the players showed in this game going forward then there's no reason that we won't be safe and I don't think it can be understated how important this win was for team morale I think it's going to have a huge effect on not only how we approach the Arsenal game coming up which you know realistically probably not one we're going to get points in but if we can at least maintain a, a positive attitude within that game and put in a decent performance that'll carry us into the next game feeling a lot better. But yeah, I'm not particularly concerned about relegation after getting these three points. I think we're only a couple points off what last season was the safety point in terms of points. So it's, I I can see us picking up, you know, those needed points within the next few games. So feeling a lot better about it. Yeah. Same. And that was such a big like morale swing of a game. Like I would have been seriously concerned if we had lost. 
And I think Leicester should probably be seriously concerned that they lost. Okay, so this game, Vicky Jepson was interim manager. But based on what we saw, do you have thoughts about whether you think she should stay as manager for the remainder of the season, whether you think she's a potential long-term manager or anything else about how she's done so far? I haven't seen enough to convince me that she should be a potential long-term manager, but obviously it's still early. I think I've seen enough to be fine with her seeing out the season if it turns out we can get somebody way better in the summer than we could right now um I still think like my I I could be totally off base here but I feel that based on the way the official account worded the the sacking press release that that they want to get somebody in by the Arsenal game like if not already having someone in charge but they could have just been like saving themselves just in case you know But yeah, I mean, it was fine. I think like, yeah, that's the best I can say about it, really, is I'd be fine seeing her for a few more games and don't know how I want her long term. I think it would be a weird weird thing not to get somebody else in based on the sacking of Rianne, given how similar Rianne and Vicky, how close they've been. And the fact that Vicky really didn't make any changes to that starting 11 suggests that she's not really got any different ideas from Rianne. I think the players clearly have a lot of respect for Vicky and did have for Rianne, um, and they seem to, to be responding in the right way. Uh, so you, if they do bring in somebody else, it needs to be somebody who can kind of uh, have the respect of the players because Vicky has that. But it, it would seem a strange thing to sack Rianne and not bring somebody new in, I think, although I do wonder who they think they can bring in because if they if they do not bring if they just leave Vicky in it does seem to me to be saying the players need to kick up the arse to just actually realize the seriousness of the situation which might be what they needed and if that's the case then I feel even worse for Rianne to be honest with you because she's lost um her job and uh, and her her long you know the the long-term commitment she put into the club because the players just couldn't get it together but then equally if we stay up you know, at this point, we're not going to achieve anything huge this season. So does it matter too much? It's one of those questions that it would surprise me if Vicky does stay until the end of the season. But equally, maybe then looking around at what's available right now, that's exactly what will happen because there isn't really anybody to bring in. That's the key point, I think, is whoever our main target is, are they going to be available immediately or do we have to wait until the summer? And I think this is one of those decisions that we do not want the club to rush. So if that means we have Vicky until the end of the season, so be it. But I do think she's not a very good long-term prospect for the management position, simply because I think her tactics are just too similar to Rianne's. And I feel like we really need a departure from that, get some fresh ideas then. I think just especially in terms of our defense, it's got to improve. Part of that is player, you know, personnel. But I do think the manager could be doing more in that area of the pitch. So hopefully we can get in someone who will improve us in that area. And if it's not until the summer, it is what it is. Agreed. I think the priority is clearly getting the right person, somebody with new ideas who's going to do something you know, we have a squad that is decent, that is different, as well as also potentially somebody who can get in better players, not in all positions, but in some of them. Uh, you know, I hear Antonio Conte might be out of a job soon. 
Don't you dare, Abby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just the whole time we've been recording, he's just been like shitting all over us as an institution. It had to be said. Uh, (sighs) Anyway. On the flip side of that, Poch is desperate to come back to Spurs. What better way? And he would be the one person, the one man I would be accepting as the Spurs women manager is if Potch came in and took it, you know, if he wants to come back and, and see it out with Spurs or, you know, next step before he gets the men manager's job again with the men, then, um, you know, you're very welcome to come and join the women, Potch. I'm that just thinking it's a project. It would be so hey, fun. I hey, actually hey. wish we would dedicate a whole section just to talking about what we think would happen if that happened. Because straight away, I'm thinking about how great Nikki and Celine would be under Potch. I think he would just be amazing for them. So, and Evelyn, I almost wish you hadn't suggested this Evelyn. because now it's in my head. <laughs> yeah. So next up, we've got Arsenal at Brisbane Road. Uh, last season, we drew our home game against them. This season, however, we've already lost four nil in the reverse fixture, but that was right at the start of the season. They were on fire. And their WSL form since Christmas has dipped a little with draws against Chelsea, West Ham and a loss to Man City. On the other hand, since those games, they've beaten Liverpool and Reading 2-0 and 4-0 and they won the Conti Cup against Chelsea. An additional element, though, that might complicate things is that they are playing Bayern Munich in the Champions League the Tuesday before and the Wednesday after our Saturday game. And those games may be their priorities at that point. So... It's going to be interesting. How are you feeling about the game? Well, as far as Arsenal go, I think it's very fair to say that the Champions League games are going to be their focus because it's not looking good for them with the title, the WSL title that is this season. And they really want the Champions League. So I could easily see them putting more eggs in that basket. Will it be enough for us to sneak a result? I'm not sure, (laughs) but... I think this is a fixture where we do kind of have the the motivation on our side. You know, this is one where we absolutely are going to be playing all out. And I think if we can just get that last little bit out of our players in terms of efficiency, it is possible. I also get the feeling that this is going to be a very different kettle of fish from our other games at Brisbane Road. Um we are selling seats behind the goals, which we have never done before. Um, the Arsenal Arsenal have an away section which is sold out. Um, so there may be some Arsenal fans within the kind of the home area, but it looks like we are getting people to Brisbane Road, which is great news. Um, and if you haven't yet got your ticket and you're listening to this pod, get your ticket if you can, because we do need you. But I do think that this is one game where the motivation for us is going to be greater than for them because, as you say, they've got Champions League to be worried about. We do know that, you know, they've been struggling for goals a little bit. They've kind of worked that out a little bit now, but they are without their best goal scorers. They've just brought it back, a player who has scored, I think, what they've been saying, five goals in the last three years while she was out in America. And most of the Arsenal fans are not understanding why they've brought her back, um, but she has come back. So they have got reinforcements. But I think... Uh, for me, the the goal, as ever with these games, is to keep the deficit to two goals or less. That's progression for me. But I'm hoping that, you know, that kind of, this could be the game that drives us on for the rest of the season. If we get, you know, remember last season when they got a last minute equaliser and how disappointed we all were and then how elated we all were that we were feeling disappointed. Do you know those kind of feelings that only an Arsenal game can bring? So it, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, so long as we keep keep that deficit down to two goals or less, I will be over the moon. Anything more than that, 
you know, brilliant stuff. But the most important thing is putting in a performance and having the, the kind of taking that momentum and building on that momentum that we had against Leicester. Yeah, I mean, can we just like remind Mana Iwabuchi that they never played her and then chuck her on the field and see what she does? <laughs> Seems to me that a, a pissed off Mana might might get a banger in there. But yeah, other than that, I'm feeling like pretty neutral about the game. Like, I don't really know what to expect from it based on their form and also our form. So I'm just over here chilling, not thinking about it too much. Okay, well, and you're not thinking about it too much. How about a score prediction from everybody? 2 nothing, Mana Uobuchi brace. Love it. Also, in you saying, like, maybe Mana will get pissed off. Mana seems to get pissed off in every game. That's one of the things I love about her. She gets riled up. That is very true. Yeah, she has a fiery presence on the pitch, <laughs> uh, which we need in this game. I'm going to be less optimistic. I think we are going to lose 1-2. I'm going to go with another 3-1. To who? To them. to them. Who's scoring our goal? Ash. Time she scored another goal. Nice. I, I'm going to say Beth. She can't stop scoring. Okay, I'm saying to all, I, I like the idea of Mana, but I feel like Mana is going to be provider. I don't think she's going to score. It's going to be Beth and Celine. I'm reckoning. And yeah, and then... We're going to have a last minute equaliser as well. So like they get to feel disappointed this time, but maybe not the win. I do feel that Celine is due for another one. She's very like, like a calf, like a baby horse or something about her shooting. Cause like, it's like, sometimes it's good. And then sometimes it's just not. And I feel like I just have the sense that she's going to work out the kinks with that and just like start scoring more consistently. I actually think, in the last game, it wasn't so much her shot that was the issue. It was her first touch that took her out of position. So That's just so a little true. softer on the first touch, Celine. Thank you. That first touch was not great. And I think it allowed Keeper the opportunity to be good. Okay, I think that's it. We've got to the end of talking about our win and our predictions for next week. Hopefully we will be back with you after that game to talk about another win. But for now, this is N17 Women. You can find us on your podcasting platform of choice. Please like, follow, etc. If you have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a review because it's helpful for other people to find it. And you can find us all on Twitter and elsewhere. Mm-hmm.